and 21 seconds into the second period. Shot kicked away by Hellebuck. Rebound in front of that. Tavares scores! With five seconds left in the power play, Johnny Captain has given the Leafs a one to nothing lead. And with that, too, the return of Steady Freddy. John Tavares scoring again. The Leafs downing the Winnipeg Jets 3-1. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9. And the fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Andrew Holland, and Danielle Furtado for their hard work behind the scenes. First and foremost, off the top, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, in arenas across the NHL including Scotiabank Arena here in Toronto. Dr. King's life and legacy were honoured and celebrated. Uh, ditto for Willie O'Ree as well. Of course, back in 1958, the 85-year-old O'Ree broke the colour barrier uh, in the National Hockey League. I thought the, the folks at Scotiabank Arena put on a fantastic, uh, fantastic celebration there um, in anticipation of puck drop in that game and certainly uh, the NHL celebrating equality on Monday. From that conversation, we head again uh, to the National Hockey League store and the Toronto Maple Leafs in general. And the Maple Leafs taking care of business, um, you know, simply put, uh, I for one, and again, we're looking to connect here with Gord and get his thoughts. But I for one, I was pleased. Um, You know, I I was really, really pleased with the effort the Maple Leafs put forth in this game. Uh, You look at the body of work. Granted, it's short at this point in time with what they've played, two against Ottawa, one against Montreal, now one against the Winnipeg Jets. But... I think they're headed in the right direction. And I, you know, maybe gutsy is not the word to use, but I think it was an interesting call by Sheldon Keefe to go with Frederick Anderson. Maybe not so much because he has been the number one guy for plenty of years here in Toronto, but kudos to Anderson. He stepped up to the plate, not overly tested. I thought in the third period specifically, he was tested for sure. Um, He was huge in the PK at points and times in this game. That's a prevailing story in this game that we'll get to later on, as well as Toronto's special teams in general. Uh, they've been money in both sides of the puck so far. Again, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by the show later. Uh, we hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe and others inside that locker room. Mitch Marner, two goals in this game. So a lot of positives to grab from this Maple Leafs victory tonight um, because you look at the body of work. It has improved since, say, game one. I know game two was a bit of a blip in the radar. Game three, they got better defeating the Ottawa Senators. And again, pound for pound in this game. I think the Leafs brought it to Winnipeg. And granted, mind you, no Patrick Laine in this game. That's a big-time loss for the Winnipeg Jets. But full respect to the Maple Leafs for stepping up in this game. Um, you know, I, have, I, I can't remember a time in recent memory, bubble included, that the Maple Leafs played that well. It's one game, uh, but I think there are a lot of positives to grab from this victory. And among them has to be Frederick Anderson because I thought he was really, really dialed in in this game. And so was... So was Connor Hellebuck on the other side, and we sort of expected that with Hellebuck winning the Vesna Trophy last season. So all in all, for a low-scoring game, it was uh, mighty entertaining to watch. Let's bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca to get his thoughts. Luke, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I thought it was a really fun game to watch, and for a low-scoring game, it, you know, there was, a, there was a high entertainment value. I thought both goalies were locked in in this one. How would you feel? Oh, I agree with you 100%, Nick. Um, yeah, both goalies are a lot better, and I think... You know, in talking to a few goalies, a lot of that has to do with the lack of exhibition games. I think uh, goalies across the league have had a tough time getting used to it. I actually looked up the save percentage because I wondered if it was just me seeing things. But across the league, the average save percentage going into this game was 903. 
and the average last year was nine ten. So it's 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 a goaltending issue across the league the first few days. But I agree with you. Freddie looked dialed in, and Hellebuck looked amazing. That second period, he was under siege, and he played solid. And both guys weren't weren't swimming in the net either. You're right, and that was a prevailing story and theme in this game were the shots on goal, especially for the Maple Leafs in the first two periods. 22-6, to out shooting Winnipeg here in the second frame. Again, with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, the Maple Leafs winning a 3-1 the final here against the Winnipeg Jets. But uh, again, that's my biggest takeaway, and we'll get to the other guys a bit later on, but the fact that Freddie Anderson answered the bell, they gave him that extra day off. Um, in retrospect, I know it's tough to you know, decipher, but do you think it was the right call, you know, before the game, were you thinking it was the right call to go back to Freddie here, Luke? Yeah, I was. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously Jack Campbell got the, got the win and he played well uh, in the, in the Saturday game against Ottawa. But I think you don't want to, you don't want to let it, let Freddie kind of sit with that loss for too long. He's your number one. He's your more proven guy. You got to go back to him and at least give him a shot. Um, so, you know, he had the full day off, uh, in terms of not having to dress or even think about going in the game because he was the, the healthy scratch while they had Aaron Dell. He got to dress his one night and sit on the bench. Um, so I think the mental rest was probably almost as good for him as, as the physical rest. And you got, I mean, if they're going to go anywhere, he's, he's your number one, he's your guy. So you gotta, you gotta go back to him. Uh, you start Jack Campbell tonight, and then you're creating, uh, you're stirring the pot a little bit. You're creating a little goalie controversy before you need one. So, um, you, you know, you, you want to get both guys going, and especially Freddie. So it was good to see him respond. I mean, he, he got tested there, especially on the power play, and he, and he came up pretty big. And speaking of going, and, and we'll have Gord Stelic chime in in mere moments and his thoughts on this 3-1 victory against the Winnipeg Jets. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, Luke Fox, our guests, breaking it all down. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts, Luke, on, on that top line because you, you, you speak of getting going. Uh, they were awesome, I thought, in the third game against the Ottawa Senators the other night on Saturday. Mitch Marner has really, really stepped up the last couple games. I think Austin Matthews is is overdue for you know, that, that type of game that we've been accustomed to seeing. But in general, what have you seen from the, from the big boys uh, up front for the Maple Leafs so far? Well, I wasn't convinced through the first two games. And the most recent two games, I thought they've looked great. Mitch Marner had that game where he didn't even register a shot on net on Friday. He's since responded with five points in two games. He's been absolutely fabulous. Uh, Matthews, I know he doesn't have the goals. Um, you know, he has one. He got an assist tonight. But um, defensively, I, I've really been impressed. Like, you know, you watch him, um, and, and, you know, we're lucky, those of us who get to, get to be in the building, we watch him track back in the defensive zone, and we, he just seems to be using his body more. Uh, he seems more involved in the defensive zone. He's creating in the offensive zone. And you can tell those guys actually really like playing with Thornton. And Thornton wins more puck battles uh, that, than you might expect just because of his body positioning. Um, it's not like he's ramming guys through the boards or anything, but um, he positions himself well, and, and they, they seem to have good offensive zone time when they're rolling around, and, and things are starting to click. They look good. And the, the, that other line, the Tavares line, has been, has been phenomenal. Uh, the, you know, for the fancy stat heads out there, they were over 92% tonight. Like, they just dominated Tavares looked fabulous. 
tell you, Luke, uh, another thing is uh, about all those guys compared to last year, we talk about when things never really got going. And I, I like that here we are, you know, uh, four, four games in uh, and uh, already Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons and Jason Spence and Zach Bogosian. Uh, I mean, they're all made to feel at home, right? As things go on, they'll make some decisions, they'll make some changes, but uh, Sheldon Keith putting them in good places for them and good places for their team, just like you're articulating about Joe Thornton there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting. There was actually, uh, I think, one or two shifts where it was Thornton, uh, Wayne Simmons, and Spezza. It was like the, the old guy line. And there was <laughs> funny, funny combinations tonight just because of the, the nature of Keith deciding to roll with seven defensemen and 11 forwards. Um, and afterwards, he was kind of like, uh, you know, there's pros and cons to it. I, I kind of like the fact that he wasn't all giddy about how this game went. He said, we're, we're still not where, where we want to be yet. And he said, there's, there's lots of things on video that I want to show the guys after this game. Um, it kind of it feels different than last year, uh, the, the, to- the tone the coach is striking here. It's like, yes, they won, and he thought it was kind of good they won a hard game that was it was you know it was essentially a one goal game again and and he I think he's kind of secretly kind of happy that things aren't aren't going too easy they're not blowing teams out but um, you know he he seemed less excited about you know pumping everyone's tires than he did about well you know there's there's some lessons to take from this and we're going to go over it uh, there's there's a higher standard kind of being set by the coach here. Which is good. It's important, no doubt about that. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, a 3-1 victory for the Maple Leafs. They've won 3 of 4 uh, to start this season. And Luke, as you know, a big reason why is the special teams. I, I thought, you know, PK and PP were really good in this game. Clearly, uh, the PK 4 for 4 and the PP 1 for 1, they're 6 for 14 on the season, as we know now, you know, it's so imperative that your special teams is, is firing. Uh, and if it is, you're going to find a lot of success. And so far, um, what have you seen from, from those two units? Yeah, I, the power plays, power plays looking good. Uh, I thought, I thought early on the first couple of games, sometimes Keith will go back to the, the, the big, you know, loaded up power play unit that he used last year. And that unit scored a couple goals, but tonight it was kind of nice to see, some success with uh, the two new units, kind of like the um, the one A one B style, and and both of them look good. Um, you know, part of that might be the Jets' defense. I, I don't think is is uh, the best in the league, but um, uh, it's kind of nice that you know there there seems to be a little bit of familiarity gelling. Um, same thing with the Leafs PK. I didn't like it the first couple games, but it's coming together and. Uh, you know what? I think Justin Hall is, is may arguably be the best Leafs defenseman through these four games. Um, he has three assists, but his work in the defensive zone, I think, has been really good, and he seems very involved, very comfortable with the team. I actually love that he stuck up for Freddie Anderson. Um, you know, it ended up in coincidental minors, and if he does nothing, the Leafs get a power play. But I think in the long haul, it's better to take the two minutes, show that you're sticking up for your goalie. Um, on, on the defensive end, I think I think Justin Hall's been a bargain at two million bucks. Like I think he's been fabulous. Uh, I know earlier. I mean, so much talk about Jason Spezza, but I don't think anyone really thought Spezza was going to get claimed on waivers. But it's kind of like uh, no. so unfortunate for Nick Robertson, just mainly for him uh, about not being able to play. But we know all the things that had to happen, and 
Uh, as I guess the the good news, bad news was Aaron Dell. They really tried hard to keep him as the number three guy. And unfortunately, the Robertson injury necessitated those kind of moves. But still, you have a better one-two punch. I mean, it's you're not as deep, three deep, but you still have a better one-two punch. But that's just the way it goes right now. It's like whenever, whenever a goaltender is out there on waivers, they're being claimed uh, at unparalleled rates. Yeah, and you know what? It, it was a risk for Kyle Dubas to take on um, a, a third goalie who wasn't uh, eligible to slip, slip through waivers, that you had to put him on waivers. I thought it was a good signing. It was a good try. And I think uh, the GM kind of knew that it would be tough to get Dell through, uh, which is why he also went and signed Michael Hutchison. Um, I know Hutchison had a, a particularly rough goal as a number two, but as a number four or number three, he's not so bad. You know, you, you have that insurance. Um, so I thought it was a good foresight on the GM's part to kind of guard against this because um, he knew it was a possibility to lose Dell on waivers. Um, and then with, like you said, Nick Robertson's injury, you got to put someone there. Um, you can't play a man down. They're so tight against the cap, um, and they sneak Spezza through. Um, so now he can go up and down. Um, you know, they, they called Pierre Engvall up to the, to the taxi squad. It's going to be a dance like this uh, all season, not just with the Leafs, but across the league. Um, and, and as soon as the goalie injuries happen, it, it's going to get real interesting, like depth, um, in, in the net position is, is huge. I mean, look at, look at the division rival Edmonton Oilers. They're going to come in here Wednesday and Friday. Um, they're, they're in big trouble with Mike Smith injured because um, below Koskinen, and you've got no experience. Yeah, no doubt a bit of a cap dance, um, you know, and, and it's only in Toronto that a lot of people make so much of Jason Spezza and Aaron Dell being on waivers, but so be it. Uh, lastly, uh, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts because you talked about it earlier, the 11 and 7. I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I think sometimes it makes sense. I don't know if it did tonight because Miko Lettinen played 641. Uh, you know, did you see anything that stood out in his NHL debut? I know it's a small sample size. It was a small sample size. He made one bank pass. Uh, off the off the boards, kind of a stretch pass that that kind of queued up a rush for the the Hyman um, Kerfoot line that I thought was was pretty nice actually. You know, um, getting used to the the small dimensions to make a nice pass like that. But you're right, it, he was he was pretty limited uh, in terms of what he saw. Even on the the one power play, I mean that that's kind of why they brought him over here is to quarterback the second power play unit. Um, he got a little bit of time there, but on the goal that that unit scored, it was actually Muzzin at the point. So uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's this tough dance that Keith has to do. He wants to give the guy a look and give him some experience, but at the same time, it's a one-goal game, and they got to win the game. And this guy is a, is a KHLer, a very good KHLer, but he has never played in North America, and he had zero exhibition games um, so it, it's, I, I understand the coach's point of view where, you know, you, you want to get him in, but you don't want it, it to be at the cost of the game. And it was the same case with Barabanos. Yeah, you're right. And judging by, you know, who's coming into Scotiabank arena on Wednesday, maybe they dress 10 defensemen yeah. for that one, Luke. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. We'll talk Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Morgan Riley better tape his ankles for that one. <laughs> thanks Luke. Take care. Uh, there you have uh, Luke Fox, the sportsnet.ca. Again, the Maple Leafs victorious, 3-1 the final. And, uh, yes, we'll have that game on Wednesday, which I can't wait for. McDavid Matthews again. That's how it's going to be billed, and rightfully so. 
And uh, something tells me McDavid could be a little peeved off with the way his team has been playing so far this season. So make sure uh, you're tuned in to Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan coming up on Wednesday. We'll have that game starting with Leafs Nation pregame at 6.30. But, Gord, it's been a crazy last turbulent 11 months or so technology. We worked it out. Happy to have you back on here on Leafs Nation postgame. And uh, just wanted to get your initial thoughts on this 3-1 victory for the Leafs. Uh, I don't like 11 and 7, by the way. Uh, I know Vegas Me actually too. is doing 13 and 5 for cap reasons. I, I like mm-hmm. 12 and 6, but uh, uh, so that wasn't uh, uh, that wasn't the, the game story tonight. But just to play off your last discussion with Luke, uh, Nick, this was their best effort from the puck drop. This is what I thought they would do Friday night against the Ottawa Senators and, and didn't. And they did it tonight against Winnipeg, and really they should have won by more, I thought. Uh, the great one was Freddie Anderson. Uh, having his first real solid game, and that was key. And we kind of debated about who should get this start. So I, I was glad to see Freddie, you know, playing so well and so solid. The big saves tonight, and man, oh man, I know you talked about it with Luke, but the power play—what nine mm-hmm. scoring chances on that power play when John Tavares finally put it in? Uh, It's—I uh, I know a lot of teams really have their power plays humming right now, but it's nice to see with the two units. Uh, the way Sheldon Keefe broke it down, that there you don't want to take a penalty against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's the way it should be. That's what we, we've been expecting for a couple years now, especially since John Tavares came to town. The Maple Leafs 6 for 14 on the power play in the early going. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Plenty ahead here on Leafs Nation post game. I will continue to get Gord's analysis on this 3 1 win. Uh, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, uh, maybe some Freddie Anderson, some others. Mitch Marner, two more goals in this game, one of which is an empty netter, and Miko Lettinen. Uh, making his Maple Leafs debut, a 3-1 win here against the Winnipeg Jets at Scotiabank Arena. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic on Twitter. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. Circles in around back of the net, still with it. Matthews looks for a man in front of the shot. His rebound scores! Mitch Marner is Johnny on the spot to deflect a rebound in behind Hellebuck. And the Maple Leafs have a 2-0 lead. And Austin Matthews just owned it down in that zone. There you have it, 20-year-old Joe Thornton, a.k.a. Mitch Marner, the goal there. He had two in this game, one of which is an empty net or a 3-1 win here for the Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena against the Winnipeg Jets. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. Let's now go to Zoom when we hear from the head coach of your Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keefe. John Tavares uh, described the uh, team as uh, being more connected tonight. Things are coming together um, that way. Uh, to what would you attribute that uh, if, in fact, you agree? And I think you do. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I think what I would attribute it to, I guess, is just time. More time together, more games, more meetings, more discussions as a group. Uh, so I think we've we've definitely seen progress in a lot of areas. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, leave, a, leave the game feeling good about the effort the guys put in today. Uh, at the same time, I, you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident that uh, we're going to have a number of things to discuss tomorrow and where we can continue to get better. And, you know, that's obviously very positive. We're not, we're, we're still not uh, 
still not where we can be. And, uh, you know, it's going to take us a little, little more time, keep, you know, keep uh, getting a little bit better every day, but, uh, you know, to, to get another win here today and to have a good second period like we did to set us up well, it's very positive. And as I said, it's going to be a, a number of things that we can look at and discuss as a group tomorrow that will help us next time. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGran, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Sheldon, what did you think of uh, Miko's debut tonight? And what did 7-11 look like for you tonight? Um, I had to think for a second. There's 7-11. We used to say 11-7. and 7-11 has got a much better ring. Um, Miko, uh, you know, he didn't play a lot in the second half of the game. Uh, have to go back and watch all his shifts just to see the detail and stuff inside of it. But from the bench, when he was out there, uh, you know, I thought he looked good and looked confident. Uh, you know, skated well, moved well, and the puck came to him. He didn't panic. So those are all positive signs. And you know, I think today's a, a good positive step for him. As for our seven uh, eleven, um, you know, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fine. There was at times I felt you know we were maybe a forward a forward short. You know, you're feeling the effects of not having the guy and then it just, you know, there's other times that you like it, you know, we're able to get Austin extra shifts yeah, with a really favorable matchup uh, at different times, uh, you know, whether it's John or Will or Mitch, you know, those guys are getting extra shifts down there. So it's, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to it. And I think I felt, uh, you know, both sides of it here tonight. Next up, we'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Sheldon, could you get a sense tonight for how the Kerfoot line can kind of open some things up for some of the other lines that you have? Yeah, I would say so. Um, that's the intent behind it is that, you know, those guys, you know, can give us a really good shift uh, against really anybody and give us uh, a chance to, to rest our, our top people yet still have them come over the boards in a favorable position. That's the way it's uh, set up. You know, I got to go back and watch it. Obviously, you know, I think it was Kerfoot, the KF, and Simmons was on the line when we gave up that goal right after we, we had made it 2-0. Um, so that was a tough shift for us there, you know. But, uh, you know, as a whole, I think, you know, when Kerfoot, the KF, and uh, Hyman have been playing together, they've been giving us real good minutes. Okay, we'll take a couple more. We'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Sheldon. Uh, just the second period, what, what was working so well for you guys? And on another level, how frustrating it was it for you when they, you know, you guys switch off in the final minute and knowing that the Jets are going to have a push in the third, having such a great period but only being up one? Yeah, I obviously felt really good about the period. Didn't like, as you say, that we, uh, you know, we gave up that, that late one and gave them life coming back in, but just, uh, you know, you don't like it when it's happening, but now you're through the game and you get the win. You know, you'll look back through it. We're trying to get better here as a team. So it's moments like that. They're going to allow us to reflect and talk about it as a team, see where we can get better in those areas, understand the importance of it so that, you know, the next time out we can be better. So it didn't cost us here today. Uh, if anything, it made it harder for us in the third period, which, I think hard is good uh, for our team uh, with where we need to grow. Uh, so, you know, we'll take our lessons here along the way and make sure that uh, we're having the appropriate discussions to, you know, to keep getting better.
Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Sheldon, you guys obviously didn't give up as much uh, in the defensive end, but I'm wondering, do you think Fred saw the benefits there of, of having the Saturday not to dress and, and the extra work he could put in before today's game? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how much we can attribute it to that. It's easy, obviously, because that's what happened. And then you come out today and he, he, he was, it was his best game, for sure. Just the way that he tracked the puck, he looked super calm in there. I think it's also not a coincidence that it's, it was probably the easiest night he had in front of him tonight. Uh, you know, we didn't give up very much at all. And when we did, there wasn't much by way of, you know, second uh, chances in around the net. We did a much better job in that area. So, you know, it was um, a much simpler game for Fred. And he looked extremely confident and in control here tonight. So, you know, that gives us confidence as a team and should give him confidence too that, you know, whatever he has done to prepare from last game to this one, it benefited him. All right, and last one here, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Sheldon. What have you noticed from John the first uh, four games? Obviously, he scored in three of them. He's looked uh, pretty confident. What have you seen out of him so far? I think he's skating really well. Uh, he looks really confident with the puck. Uh, he looks quicker to me than he did at any point last season. He's putting a lot of work this summer. Uh, this offseason and just come into camp skating really well. He's another guy that, that really stood out in our camp with uh, how he skated and his conditioning. And we've seen the benefits uh, of that here now. I think he's got a extra step, as I say, whether that's on the rush or whether that's coming out of the corners in the offensive zone to attack the net or whether that's coming back into our zone. Uh, he looks to me like he's got uh, an extra step this season and it's uh, serving him and our team very well. All right, there you have it, Sheldon Key, following this 3-1 win over the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, I like the question there at the end from our, Carly, our colleague at uh, NHL Network Radio, Dave McCarthy, because John Tavares has certainly gored somebody that has really uh, stepped up so far this season and been one of the better players in this team. And if you can believe it, granted, only four games into this season, but he actually leads the league in points as we speak right now with six. And scoring a ton of the power play, Nick. And I think one thing the two power play units has done is that he basically – is the front man and stars on, if you want to call it the second unit, where before he had that role kind of being more the bumper when he's on with Matthews and Marner and those kind of guys. And he, he, he has really, really embraced it. How about Zach Hyman, Gordo? Um, I, I think I saw a kitchen sink go through my screen watching this game. Uh, he had 10 shots on goal tonight. Did Zach Hyman? <laughs> yeah. You know, he is uh he, he just gets better and better. And, you know, last year you look at his stats considering how many games uh, – he, he, he kind of did the Sean Couturier in some ways, that a guy that prided on defense, that was his strength. And then when he was when he felt the confidence or was allowed to show a bit more offense, he really did it last year. And, and again, you know, tonight, he's, every time he's out there, he's noticeable. He, he may uh, – he like, to me, Austin Matthews is a guy waiting to score three goals a game. Like, Austin Matthews mm-hmm. is is – is elite. He's elite. He, he's, he's on a mission. He's going to bust out big time, but in, you know, a lot, and, and then Tavares as well, but in a lot of other ways there, Zach Hyman has been their most consistent forward. You're right. I think when you look at Matthews uh, waiting for that signature performance, and I wonder if it could happen Wednesday against Connor McDavid, because he has been all over the puck. Uh, you know, I said this off the top when we didn't have you Gord, that that's some of the best hockey I've seen those guys play in recent memory, even dating back to the bubble uh, to finish up, uh, in March before everything was halted. I, I thought 
Marner was the Marner of old for maybe his rookie season. Uh, Matthews as well. And the chemistry is starting to build as well there on the uh, the top line with Joe Thornton too, I felt. Forget last year that all of them were injured. Zach Hyman, John Tavares, Mitch Marner. They all had significant injuries, missed missed chunks of time. So in a lot of ways, they, that particular line didn't get cohesive. But I, I did like, yeah, finally, because Mike Babcock was reluctant to do it. And then when you put them mm-hmm. together, because I, I think when Sheldon Keefe uh, put them together, it was absurd how little they had actually played together. And uh, I, I liked it too. And I, I, I like as well that he's kept them together, but he, but he's also, you know, bringing all these other options, all these other things, whether it's Joe Thornton playing left wing, but, you know, down the road, maybe Thornton can give you some depth at center and have a lesser role, or maybe he carries on that way. But I, I, I've liked going with your strength. And I think that the benefactor in a lot of ways, because Zach Hyman and John Tavares are guys that, you know, really, really played, or, or excuse me, Marner and Tavares two years ago really had a great one-two punch together. It just shows, really, John Tavares is a great one-punch. Anybody else would be a great two-three punch around him. Speaking of three punches, Gord, you're quick on your feet, so I'm going to ask you this question. The uh, the newfound line in this game that played a couple shifts together, uh, Simmons, Spezza, and Thornton, uh, what kind of <laughs> name can we, can we name that trio, Gordo? The retirement line, maybe? Well, you know, there was uh, decades ago, and again, some people will kind of nod knowingly, uh, George Allen took over the Washington Redskins and took pride in them being the over-the-hill gang, and it became a badge they wore, and they and they never, they got to one Super Bowl, they lost it, but uh, they cha- always challenged the Dallas Cowboys in the, uh, in the NFC East, so uh, sentimentally, the over-the-hill gang was kind of a fun one that way. It's kind of like the not ready for primetime players that you're actually really are, but you uh, help the self-deprecating line. I don't know. It's uh, I, he, he did that. He did it at the end of the Ottawa game. And I, I, I thought that was just kind of a, okay, you guys get out there, whatever, just get the feel together. But tonight kind of had a little more sentiment because it was a game. They all played well and the team played really well. And you're right. I think, I think we all had a smile when we saw them out there. I wonder what the oldest line together Maybe Steve Fellon can find that out. Our stats was somewhere down the road. Like, like what what is the oldest actual line of three different players on the ice for a, a shift uh, in NHL history? Likely involves Yarmer Yager, if you were to ask me on the spot. But, I, you know, I like to see the pep in the step. We saw it from Joe Thornton the other night. Uh, I think these guys get sort of reinvigorated, rejuvenated, if you want to call it that one. You know, they're seeing Marner fly around. Tavares, I thought, was flying around. Matthews flying around. So... Um, no complaints on my end that we saw the, that trio go to work in this game. And all in all, uh, you know, the best effort, at least in my opinion, for the Maple Leafs in this short season, a 3-1 win here against the Winnipeg Jets. And a big reason why, you need your goaltending. The Winnipeg Jets to be the first team to tell you that. Connor Hellebuck was really good in this game. And so was the man on the other end of the ice. Frederick Anderson coming off the uh, one-game rest makes 27 saves. Let's hear what he had to say post-game. Frederick Anderson. Hey, Fred. I'm just wondering, can you give us an idea how you used the, the Saturday when, when you didn't dress for, for that game and, and how you felt that went in terms of getting ready for, for this one? Yeah, uh, a little new, uh, new new thing we're trying. I think uh, it was good. I think uh, me and Stevie uh, got uh, got some good time and uh, extra time on the ice to, to just work on a few things that, uh, that, that we were talking about uh, the night before. And, um, yeah, I thought, uh, thought it was good. So it... Uh, Obviously, something new. So, um, got to stay at the hotel for a little bit longer and, and just come for the game. Thank you. All right. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. 
Hey, Fred, I think uh, Tavares used the word uh, connected uh, to describe the team's play in front of you today, a little more connected. Uh, are you seeing that uh, uh, grow a bit here for the through the uh, first four games? Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. I think we, we're good at uh, keeping them to the outside. And um, and as, then as as they turn the puck over after a shot, I thought we were good at breaking out and, and pushing it down their end and making them defend a little bit more and, uh, yeah, get them uh, get them a little bit tired. I thought that uh, it showed uh, simplifying our game a little bit, uh, both defensively and, and, and just cycling the puck offensively. I thought it was uh, the guys played well today, so that was, uh, was fun. Thank you. All right, and last up here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Hi, Fred. Uh, what does it mean to you when Justin Hall comes in after Connor runs you there and does his part? Yeah, that's great. I think uh, it's great to see guys step up. And, um, yeah, obviously, watching, I don't know if you, you could see, but I wasn't really happy about it either. Uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was great to see. I think he, uh, yeah, he let him know that's not acceptable, and, and I think that's uh, – it's a good signal to send, so um, you're gonna have to pay for it if they're gonna if they're gonna come uh, come that close. Cannot believe the conversation that ignited on social media about uh, Hall stepping up there. There was a player in in the net. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I won't have that conversation right now. But Gord Frederick Anderson, uh, 27 saves. I thought the best part of his game, and I'm sure goalie you know gurus out there and and people who judge the position far better than me. I, I thought he was really quiet in this game. You see some of the best goalies in this league, Hellebuck at the other end, Carey Price, Vasilevsky maybe to an extent. But Anderson was really, really quiet in his movements. And that was a subtle difference I noticed from earlier on this season where he seems to be flying around everywhere. Yeah, and I, I've used I've used the word deportment. And, and there's different styles for goaltenders. And, and Hellebuck will have a more a little more flamboyant style. And, and Freddie, it's just no fuss, no muss. He's cool, calm, collected. And when he struggles... Uh, it seems like he does get a little bit more animated in, in, in goal. And uh, I'm with you that right from the word go, you know, even though the Leafs were dominating early on, it wasn't like they you know, were, do- were dominating on the score clock and there were some big saves to be made. And, and, and sometimes there was uh, minutes where there weren't a lot of shots, but he, he just had that vintage Freddie Anderson look. Yeah, no doubt. An important, important game for Freddie Anderson. 27 stops, last but not least. Uh, let's hear from Mitch Marner. Had two goals in this game and uh, back-to-back strong outings for Mitch Marner in this 3-1 win against Winnipeg. Mitch, what are you appreciating about what John Tavares has brought to the table early in this season? Oh, a lot. I mean, his work ethic every day has been great. Um, he's coming in ready to play. He's being very competitive on every puck he's out there against. So, um, I mean, that's what you want to do. Lead. You, you want them to show and be an example for everyone else, and he's done a great job of that. This rivalry seems to be uh, bubbling nicely. I'm not sure what Pionk was, was trying to do there at the end, and then Shifley was quite upset with you, it seemed. So what was your perspective on that final sequence? Who cares? We won the game. That's all that matters. Um, that's all I care about. Thank you. All right, next up we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Mitch. Um, you guys were dominant in the second period. What was working so well for your group? Speed, um, breaking out of our zone quickly, finding easy exits. I think we were really communicating a lot. Also, controlling the puck in the O-zone. I feel like a lot of times when uh, they were exiting, they were uh, pretty fatigued that they couldn't really forecheck our D too much, and I was just going right back up into them. So that's something that uh, we've talked about wanting to get better at every game. I thought tonight in the second period, we really took over and did that well, and uh, something we just got to keep doing. At the same time, is there any frustration that you're only up one heading into the third, knowing that they're going to be having a push after such a good period? Um, I mean, I think a little bit, but at the same time, um, you know, we got to be ready to play in tight-knit games. Um, 
you know, every game we've played in, it's been a one goal game. So we, uh, we just want to make sure we keep doing the right things. Um, keep playing the right way. At the end of the second there kind of got away from us a little bit, how we were playing, but, uh, like that we came out in third, we played smart, played above the puck. Uh, the only really chances I think they really did have were on their power play and um, D-man shots from uh, out top and thought all five of us came down nice and tight and closed anything second options out. All right, and last one here, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Mitch. What are the challenges or advantages of uh, playing with 11 forwards? How does it make your job different? Um... I, I don't feel any different or anything else. Um, to be honest, I think uh, you just got to be ready to just kind of be ready to go out on the ice whenever you're called upon. But uh, I don't really feel anything's really that different. All right, there you have it. Mitch Marner, two goals in this uh, 3-1 victory for the Maple Leafs over the Winnipeg Jets. We'll hit the break and wrap things up after this and get you set for Wednesday night. The Maple Leafs hosting the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid. And again, we'll go over the out-of-town scoreboard quickly to wrap things up. Uh, not a good night again for the Oilers so far against the Montreal Canadiens. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. This ain't like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card. Because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Okay, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic wrapping up another edition of Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 590. The fan for the third time in four games. The Leafs victorious on Monday night. A 3-1 final here against the Winnipeg Jets. Gord, we set up Wednesday now. And I just, I, I hope Morgan Riley gets a couple, you know, 48 hours of good rest and relaxation in anticipation of number 97 coming into <laughs> Scotiabank Arena on Wednesday night. Man, that's, you know... Like uh, Luke Fox mentioned it, it's just, I, you know, and he's, he's the best Leaf defenseman, but that is, you, you never like to be on that side of the highlight real goal or the highlight real play, do you? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to dog him for, that's going to dog him for a little while. It is. I've been looking forward to that one. And I, I think it's fair always to billet McDavid against Matthews. Um, and I, I think you look at Edmonton, Gord, it's just so crazy Given this, you know, we talked about Aaron Dell on the broadcast at the Oilers. Goaltending has been killing them again this season. Uh, and Mikko Koskinen's their guy. They have no backup right now, essentially. Well, whatever the local 416 rent a goalie, that's, that's what they're talking yeah. about doing now. They claim someone on waivers who can't, uh, has to quarantine for a while. I mean, they're, they're, we're talking possible Zamb- Zamboni goaltender if they had some uh, goaltending injury issues. But to get back... You know, you heard Mitch Marner talk. He got a little crispy at the end there after he scored. Shifley and, and that weren't happy. And I, I like this bite. You know, going to play these guys nine or ten times. Montreal had got physical at the end. Ottawa got physical. Uh, I love this. And, and with Edmonton, whether it gets physical or not, just mano to mano. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, let's bring it. Very well said. So that was the story for Monday in the NHL, namely in Toronto. A 3-1 win here for the Maple Leafs. Pine. two goals from Mitch Marner, 27 saves from Freddie Anderson. And again, we invite all to join us for Leafs Nation pregame on 6.30 Wednesday, followed by the game, Molson Canadian Leafs hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Edmonton Oilers. For Sam McKee, Andrew Holland, Danielle Furtado, and Gord Stellick, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening. And you've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.